This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hi, this is Jim White, and thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Today, myself and Simon were joined in studio by Stuart Pierce. We discussed the reports that Dazon could enter the football broadcast market by acquiring the rights to the EFL. With rumours suggesting that could lead to the end of the 3pm blackout, we hear from fans throughout the football pyramid about whether or not that would be a positive or a negative thing. Also, WBO Cruiserweight champion Lawrence Sacoli joined us in studio to look back on his win at the weekend. Simon, changing times and uh, the times that are changing as to how football is getting broadcast. Of that, there is no doubt. And this is the perfect example of it. The zone in here now and very much on the scene. DAZN said to be bidding to show every EFL match live in the UK worldwide, which in return would see the Saturday three o'clock blackout being ditched. Now we'll get into the nuts and bolts of it more, but basically it boils down to this. Over say the next three to five to eight years, do we see the end of coverage as we're seeing it now, the coverage that's been enjoyed by Sky and BT Sport in terms of the coverage they have had? No, I don't think so. And unless someone's going to come to the table with some real significant money, it's one thing talking about covering the championship and superseding a deal for £119 million that Sky are paying, which they're not hugely motivated by in the first place, with a £200 million deal. It's another thing trying to cover the Premier League and pay £1.2 billion. That's a whole different ball game. What it is, is obviously OTT and streaming is the way that broadcasting is going. It's a huge opportunity for a variety of people to do a variety of things. Oh, yeah. And with that in mind, uh, the digital space is going to become more and more and more available for people to monetize properly. It's becoming mature and advertisers are becoming more conversant with it. The Zone obviously have a proposition with a guy behind it in, uh, in Blackfoot who's got lots and lots and lots and lots of money and you can clearly see it because he's been throwing hundreds and hundreds of millions at the currently unsustainable boxing 
proposition they've got. So with the football dynamic, it makes some sense. But does it mean there's another fox in the hen house? Does it mean that it, it looks like... that way? I'm not sure it does. Via plays another. Avaya plays an interesting one. They've obviously yeah. taken over Premier League stuff, Premier League production stuff, and are starting to redistribute brights around the, the Nordic regions and also in North America, and they look like a proper player. But we've seen proper players come to the table before. We've seen ESPN come here before. We've seen Satanta come here before. And they've all come here, and they've all scarped off with not doing particularly good jobs. I'm not suggesting that Viaplay will be in that space, and I'm certainly not suggesting the zone will be. But the bottom line is, is at this moment in time, this is the real thin end of the, edge of the wedge. It's an £81 million deal, additional to the championship. I think it should be bigger. I think they should be more ambitious with these guys. But this is just a start. Well, well, maybe it is. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes if you don't start off on the right foot, you don't end up on it, right? So go up the deal to 100, from 119 to 200. Some would say, well, hang on a second, that's a 60% increase. But that's because it's massively underpriced and sort of sky go, here's the crumbs off the table for the championship mm. and we'll mm. do you all a favour. Now, the bottom line is, is what it actually means is an extra 64... Because the way it works is that, that so that people understand, the distribution in the EFL is... Is 100% of money, 80% goes to the championship, 12% goes to League One, 8% goes to League Two. So it's kind of like replicating the Premier League deal in a different guy. So this, even in, in the EFL, there is this unfair distribution model. So it means 64 million quid a year to the championship, which means yeah. something in the region of about two and a half million extra per football club. Take them up from seven million pound a year from broadcasting deals to about nine and a half, ten million. But let's say these new foxes in the hen house yeah. get somewhere, Simon. Yeah. That the zone gets somewhere, that Viaplay get there. Because after all, Sky Sports, a right holder since 2002. Yep. Nothing lasts forever. We know that. In terms of what it might lead to for the clubs, match day income. I mean, if we're seeing EFL games, cha- games in the championship at 3 p.m. kickoff, Shown live, what does that mean in terms of match day income for those clubs? Nothing, I don't think. I think live is live. I think people. Will fans want... keep going? I think so. I think there's a, you know, obviously there's a two and a half million pound increase in revenue, say to a championship club. If the average ticket is £20, two and a half million is 125,000 tickets. If you take that over the course of a season, that's probably about what? Uh, 7,000, 6,000 fans, 5,000 fans a game. You deplete your audience by 5,000 fans a game. And the average attendance in the prim, in the championship is 20,000. So you go from 20,000 to 50. What happened? Mm. The demand is there. The experience of being inside a stadium is there. What this is doing is opening up a digital marketplace and giving people an opportunity. So even if you lost, even if you lost 10% of your fan base, even if 10% suddenly wanted to sit at home and watch it di- digitally, you'd still be ahead economically understood so you'd still be ahead but I think that's a very real proposition uh, for the club Stuart that fans Mm. especially travelling fans away fans will think down the south coast today no I can watch it live at three I think that's where the fans will be affected if you if you sat there and you think they'll, they'll go home if I'm a fan I would always want to go home I go and watch rugby league for a nine hour round trip I'll always go even if it's if it's on television on a Thursday night mm. or Friday night I'll still make the journey but if it's you... a lifestyle though for fans though isn't it as Indeed. well people want to do this fans the, 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 the United Kingdom fans are something unique because no other country takes away fans the way that we travel and take our fans around the state because you go to Spain away fans don't travel that way you go to mm. America American MLS football it doesn't travel that way mm. we do it as a unique part of our lifestyle like we've got a pub culture in this country we've got a football culture and that culture is we want to be on the away days we want to be with our mates we want to go there now of course on a Wednesday evening in Barnsley on when it's pouring with rain and the 200 fans you take up there yeah. might become 150 yeah. I get you yeah. Let's, let, let's get the economics so, right. So sum this up for me, Simon. In terms of it being a game changer, would it be one if the zone gets its hands on EFL? No, I think it would be a great opportunity. I think it's you know it's an opportunity for the EFL to start 
clawing some money into the league to give them an opportunity because they're getting paltry deals, they're getting crumbs off the table, and I think they need to be, they need to be more ambitious. And here's the reason why they need to be more ambitious because the zone is not a VOD platform which is being successful at this moment in time. So the need is yeah. with them, and football brings an emotive audience which they can cross fertilise into boxing. So I would be wanting more than two hundred million. I would be wanting. 300 million and I'm sure Trevor and Rick do want that and yeah. I'm sure they'll negotiate it. and then you start moving into a territory where you get that kind of dough you open up that kind of opportunity you get you leverage the Premier League to get some more money out of them because they're terrified of an independent regulator and all of a sudden you've got a pyramid that's starting to hold itself together again which sure. is great for English football I put it out there actually DAZN bidding to show every EFL match live in the UK and worldwide if they get it if they get it if that was to happen and you can see your match live at 3 o'clock your team is playing assuredly at 3 o'clock live on your telly obviously you have to subscribe would it put you off travelling some distance to go and see your team download stand well back listen outspoken with White and Jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station talk sport now we've been talking about how we watch our football at the moment how we look at it on the telly and uh, who is broadcasting our football on the telly and how those days are a-changing. Because earlier we mentioned to you the zone bidding to show every EFL match live in the UK and worldwide, which in return would see the traditional Saturday 3pm uh, kickoff time. Um, that would change altogether because the, the kickoff time would stay the same, but the games would be live. How would that affect the fixtures themselves in terms of fans going or not going? to the game um, the zone's not the only competitor on the table incidentally alongside Sky Sports the rights holders since 2002 uh, will you welcome Viaplay as well so the situation is a fast moving one it's set to change but do fans embrace it Will they welcome the zone? Will they welcome Viaplay? Are they happy that their club may suffer financially as a consequence because the game is going to be live on the telly at three o'clock Saturday afternoon? Uh, Louis is a big Ipswich Town fan. Louis, hi, Simon's with me. So too, Stuart Pierce. What do you want to say, mate? Morning, lads. Um, I was just calling to say that I think that it'd be a great idea. Not every fan can afford. I'm an Ipswich Town fan, so not every fan can afford £27, which it is for a game to go every single week with their kids as well. Plus, then the kids will want food. And then I just think that if less people do go to games, then surely clubs are going to have to drop their prices to then attract more people back to the ground. Yes, yeah. That's a good point, Simon, isn't it? Possibly. Yeah. First of all, you don't go every week, you go every two weeks. And second of all, you have no idea what the zone are going to charge you for this proposition right now. So if the zone are going to charge you 50 quid a month, there's the end, there ends your argument. If they're going to charge you 9.99, that's a different discussion. Sure. Do you, do you see it as a bit of a game-changing moment, though, Louis? If the zone are on the scene, if Viaplay are on the scene? Uh, definitely, yeah. I think that I don't see a problem with it, to be honest. I get that everybody's in football for money, and um, I just think it'd be a great idea for, as I say, fans that can't go to home games or away games. Ipswich Town sell out 4,000 tickets easily for every single away game that we get 4,000 tickets for, and not everyone can get one of them 4,000 when you've got 20,000 fans that want to go. So. Understood, yeah. So demand is high at the moment. Anyway, Louis, thanks for that. Frank, a big QPR fan, what's your, what's your take on it? If the zone are on the scene, is this a game-changer for the EFL, or is it killer for clubs match day attendances, uh, Frank? I think it's a bit of a killer. Um, morning, Simon. Morning, morning, morning. I think Simon's Simon's doing his usual and just plucking figures out of the air. He says um, average ticket, £20. I would question it's a bit more than that. 
average attendance to drop by 10%. He doesn't know. None of us know. But I suspect it'll be a lot more than that. And it's not just the ticket sales, Simon. Your last caller just referred to, you know, he buys food for the kids. I said that, though. Um, I did say that. Did you? Oh, I said okay. that. And also, but, the average ticket price, if you buy a season ticket, is less than 20 quid in the championship. If you so buy I'm, a not, I'm not plucking ticket, fingers out here. Okay, okay. But it's not the season ticket holders that are not going to turn up. It's the casual ter- uh, attenders. It's going to be the... T- the football tourists that don't go, they sit in the pub and watch it instead or sit at home. Uh, they're, not, they're not buying shirts. They're not buying food, which is a big income for the clubs. And they're not bringing their kids, more importantly, which is the future of the game. Um, all the kids, like my son, he wouldn't necessarily be a football fan if he, he wasn't taken uh, and suffered like I have at QPR mm-hmm. over the last uh, God knows how many years. So it's, the, it's not just the immediate, it's the future of the game. And I've uh, and, and I'll go a little bit further. You mentioned Santander and EPS, ESPN. Mm. Um, I'm not sure that the zone would be around for that long anyway. Because if the standard of the broadcast is anything like the red button on Sky, which is pretty rubbish, I think anybody who watches their games midweek on on the red button, the standard of presentation, uh, there's no replays. The commentary is usually uh, pretty so, so, so which, That's so, a good point that Frank's so, making. So, so, so which, which way you are arguing, Frank? The standards so which coverage. way are you arguing for, Frank? The way that it should be, it, it should be utilisable or the price point? If you look at the fact that they're charging £9.99 a month for to zone at this moment in time for the boxing, that would mean they have to generate to pay £200 million pounds to, uh, the best part of 1.7 million subscribers would have to go on to zone to make that an economic deal for zone. So with that in mind, they're probably not going to charge £9.99. They're probably going to charge a lot more. And all of a sudden, exactly. the commercial benefits of it are going to fall apart in terms of going to watch games against actually watching this platform. It's just another alternative. It's another alternative. I don't see it working. I think it's bad for the game. It's not only that. You know, on, gay, on days where I'm not at QPR, I might go to Brackley Town, I might go to Northampton Town and watch either non-league or lower league. And I'm one of those that wouldn't bother if uh, if the game's on the zone and it's okay, uh, it's cost it. Good call, so, Frank. Thanks for that, mate. Now a lot of information from you on that one. We'll finish with Mansfield Town supporter Melbourne. Melbourne, hi to you. What, what, what's your thought on this? Where's your head with it? Good morning, guys. Great show as usual. Thanks, Melvin. It, it really wouldn't bother me. Say, so, uh, I've been following Mansfield Town uh, for fifty odd years. I'm a season ticket holder for twenty eight, and I mean, in a, in two weeks' time, we sold out to go to Grimsby. I mean, I love watching the Premier League and, and all those games, which I do do. But if it were come to us to say that, you know, Mansell were playing and Manchester City were playing Liverpool, I'd go and watch Mansell. So it, that, that, it wouldn't bother me at all. 100% engagement. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Our focus is on boxing, and we are delighted to say the man who defended his WBO Cruiserweight title with a points win over David Light at Manchester's AO Arena, Lauren Sacoli has strolled in this lunchtime, taken a seat and says hi. Mr. Sacoli, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you feeling? How was it? How was it? Yeah, I feel good. Um, it was obviously grueling. Anytime you have to go the full 12 rounds, you're going to have some aches and pains, but I feel good. Well, you were up against David Light, of course. He, he was called, Light was called, I noticed uh, in, on Monday morning, Lawrence, by, by some people in the media, a complete journeyman. But he was more than that, was he not? He was there for you to get out your way, if you like. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, a lot of times if someone's not necessarily popular or got a lot of followers, you don't understand their pedigree. This is someone that won a Commonwealth silver medal, beaten Jai Opatire and the amateurs. Like, he had he had pedigree coming in and everything to, to win. But, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to go in there and get the get the job done. And getting the job done, you did. That was his uh, priority, was it not, Simon? That Lawrence Akule had to do only one thing, beat this character. Yeah, and, you know, in fairness to someone that's been out of the ring for 12 months and I'd had other, other issues, yeah. I don't think Lawrence if he's entirely honest, will be 100% enamoured of his own performance because he can do better, he has done better, he will need to do better when he fights other opponents and there's some really interesting fights to come for him and I want to see him do better. I want the image that people portray of Lawrence to be a punch-and-grab, punch-and-grab, punch-and-grab merchant to be dispelled by him because I think he's got the capability of doing that and I'm sure you've got your own views on that. Yeah. But the, 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 the win is the win, isn't it? You'd like it better, wouldn't you? You'd like uh, to put him away, wouldn't you? 100%. You know, I just feel like... Um, I have the ability to, you know, put on some amazing performances and, you know, it's all that I look forward to. You know, I train very hard. I bring in the best sparring. I do everything I can to add the experience to be able to put on those nights. But, you know, there's one thing talking about it, another thing showing it. So, fortunately, I won. So, I have another opportunity next to, to put on a better, you know, display. How are you getting on Sugar Hill? Yeah, very, very well. I think, obviously, whenever you get a new coach, there's, you know, a learning curve to sometimes... You know, you have to break stuff down to be able to push forward. But it's been very good. He's a very good teacher. Um, and yeah, I look forward to it. Like, half of the, the disappointment for me ever in a fight is have I been able to show what I've been working yep. with my coach. So, you know, there's um, I, I feel like I owe it to him as well to, to show a little bit more in the next one. But, you know, it's all, um, it's all learning curves. Yeah, I mean, there was a bit of criticism about your own performance. Simon alluded to that just then. Does that get to you, Lawrence? Monday morning, when you read about the fight, you think, ah. Um, no, not not really. You know what I mean? I'm quite realistic with it. You know, if I'd knocked the guy out in two rounds in, this, in spectacular fashion, it wouldn't happen. So I only get those kind of things when I put on certain kinds of performances, win, lose or draw. So I'm quite realistic with, OK, you know what? If you box this way next time, you'll get the, the applauded. So... As long as it's not unfair, like I've knocked the guy out and all of a sudden it's, you're rubbish. So, you know, I, I take the good with the good and the bad with the bad. 
For sure. There, there's Rob, uh, one of many getting in touch this lunchtime. All due respect to Lawrence, and I like him. Um, uh, regards his performance at the weekend, it was a bit unflattering. Will he be looking to hold less in future fights? Too I much think, holding? Yeah, no, I think, and also I think it, you know, it's when you have people like my style, obviously I'm quite tall um, and I punch quite well from range. So uh, there's a style of certain people that they just want to come forward to get on my chest. And it's up to me to kind of work on that situation in, in the gym because it's a situation that I think I'm going to find myself in over and over again because um, a lot of these cruiserweights just want to rush forward and try to get to work on the inside. So definitely something for me to work on. And secondly, you know, when you box against other guys who believe in their punching power or they believe in their actual ability to, to throw shots at mid-range, it creates less opportunities for holding because we're both trying to actually punch. So mm. it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I think in a few days we're going to find out who's next for you. Who do you want next? Uh, hopefully. Well, I mean, I have a, a whole list. Obviously, I would love to unify before anything else. But, you know, there's a couple domestic fights that are are, are, are sitting there. There's obviously the opportunity with um, Chris Billum-Smith, who's the British Commonwealth, you know, European champion. I don't know if he has all three right now, but he's won all three. And um, he has a stadium booked in May. So I said that, you know, I'll put my title on the line and come to Bournemouth and, you know, be the away fighter as it were <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. and then obviously there's Richard Riappel who's another British um, fighter who's like maybe ranked number three in the world that's another one that you know I've already given my consent and said okay go make both those fights happen so whichever whichever one of those ones is able to happen first is, is most likely Okay, Simon Rapport's been in the studio, as you know. He was yeah. a guest on Drive this week. They they actually asked him about the prospect of uh, fighting Lawrence in the future. This was Rapport. Everybody in the game that knows me, they know what I'm about, which is why people talk highly of me. So maybe want to get some attention, basically, divert to me or something. I think it could happen pretty close. The only problem is he kind of hurt the sport a little bit, if you know what I mean. It's like, you know, people don't want to see him. They actually don't want to see him box. The only thing they want to see is him get knocked out. So unless he's fighting me, I don't even see how they can even make a headline again. That's the honest truth. And I actually want the best for him at the same time. So let's just say when I feel like I have the control, I control the cards. Richard says he wants the best for you. It doesn't sound like it, does it? No, and also he sounds almost deluded to me. Uh, that's a man who's never won a world title, doesn't know what it's like to defend the world title, never been in the Olympics, never, like would actually do anything to swap places with me. It would do anything to swap places with me. And I know, you know, I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to talk about that, that other stuff, but I, I know the situation he's in. I know the situation I'm in. And he's he's talking from a place of power where he, when he has none. But all that, in that whole thing, I didn't once hear him say, yeah, I want to box him next. or I want to box for a world title next. It's just when I choose. And it's like, it's all just noise as opposed to reality. Hmm. And we know Riyad Yeah, I like, it I, I didn't like both. sound like him. I like both boys. Ironically, the best action in Creed Three was these two guys in the foyer. <laughs> but I mean, I want to see, I want to see Richard Riyad versus Lawrence Akoli. I want to see that fight, and I like Richard, but I can't think Richard can make the claims that he's made in that conversation just yet because you've got a world champion over there and he's yet to be one. And I'd like to see him unify the belts. I'd like to see what I'd like to see. And it's a great fight because Ben can make it because they're both in the same stable. It's a it's an easy fight to make. But I would actually like to see Lawrence fights Richard when Richard's got a belt. And then you've got two British fighters fighting for a, either a unified cruiserweight scenario or certainly two belts. Then there's money on the table. There's demand for it. There's auditoriums being filled. 
And there's also a bit of, you know, animosity between these two boys, yeah. which you want a bit of spice in yeah. there. And then you're going to get a fight. And then you're not going to get a... You're going to get a fight between these two. Everyone knows it. Riyadpur and Akoli is a good fight, and it will be a fight. And someone's going to get knocked out in that fight. A similar test would be you against Chris Billum-Smith. Yeah. And, I, and and that could be on the cards. Maybe that is what we're going to hear announced on, on, on Monday. You don't need to confirm or deny that, Lawrence. That would be a fight you'd embrace, you'd welcome it. Yeah, no, 100%. He's someone that, obviously, we were former um, gym mates, so he's someone that, you know, this awkward style of mine that everyone talks about, he he knows it well. And he's someone that I'd have to train to actually have a proper fight with because I know Shane Shane was my um, trainer, so he knows me. That it's just Shane McGuigan, yeah. Shane McGuigan. So yeah. it's one of those ones where um, I'm excited if that fight happens as well because I know what I'm going to have to bring up myself. The way that I boxed last week, although I won... 12 rounds, there's no way I could um, beat Chris on that kind of performance. So it'll be good to get straight back in the gym and uh, push towards that. But yeah, um, that one there, that one there is very, very tasty. There's a lot of love for you out there, uh, to be honest, Lawrence. A lot of people get in touch uh, this lunchtime. Big Fight Fanny tells me Lawrence O'Coley won every round at the weekend. Uh, His style is similar to Klitschko. Uh, I can't see him losing to any cruiserweight. Thank you. <laughs> Good to hear. You'd agree with that, of no, course. No, of you course, would. yeah, of course, I would agree to that. You know, I do, I do see. Obviously, you know, the, in terms of boxing, it's very like everyone that sparred me, everyone that boxed me comes out and says how difficult it is. However, you know, I do understand. You know, when you're uh, in an entertainment sport, there's certain stuff that you wanna you wanna get done. So that's why I'm looking. I'm I'm looking forward to what I'm able to do. What I'm gonna be working on in the gym, and whether it's Chris, whether it's Riyadh to just go and show why I've accomplished what I've accomplished and, you know, they're still waiting. Are you impressed? I know you're not going to possibly say yes because of the slight animosity between you two guys, but Richard went in the other day and knocked out a guy in four rounds that it took you six to do. Now, obviously, you might have said, you might say, well, I did him first, and so the subsequently <laughs> he got my left hand, right? But do you look at React Paul and think, yeah, all right, I, I see you coming. Yeah, you know, no, I know you're a credible, viable opponent, not just because you say you are, but mm. I know you are. No, 100%. That's why. That's the only reason why I'd even entertain a conversation, yeah. you know. Um, as a champion, I could wait for these guys to become mandatory, but I'm saying, you know what, Richard, Come you've, done, every, you've yeah. done everything asked. Let's find out. Like, same with um, Chris Billings-Smith, yeah. British Commonwealth European. These are serious guys. I'm not saying I'm going to go in there and don't blow them out. Don't you want or don't you want Badu Jack oh, I've been, or any of those I've been, guys? I've been crying for those. Ever since yeah. I won the belt, I've been saying unification, unification. Yeah. But, but you've been stuck in this situation been stuck. for a year. And then yeah. on top of that, you've got these um, champions, like, you know, Jaya, we asked him to come to the yeah. fight. I don't know what's going on with him. You know, the um, WBA champion. It's all, these guys are really good at talking online and when it's time to actually deliver. accept offers yeah. or deliver, no one wants to really do yeah. it. And I kind of understand I don't understand that person because it's not the way that I operate. But when you've got a belt or you've got um, clout and stuff like that, you just want to hold on to it because when you walk around, everyone calls you champ. Yeah, of course. It's, ca- it's the cachet. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. For, but for me, it's like, I don't, as much as I value being a world champion. You're thinking, what's next? I'm thinking, what's next? And I also realise that I'm a person. So when I'm finished with it, I want to be able to look at myself and say, yo, I, I took every fight. And if someone's able to beat me, I'm going to, Shake their hand and say, you know what? Well done. You're a great fighter. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. 
And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.